You're listening to Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. Hi, I'm Christina Cuevas. Seven years ago, I went through a divorce and it completely turned my world upside down. And I'm so glad it did. I documented my healing to share information with other women going through their own divorce journey. And now, with thousands of downloads around the world from divorced women just like you, I'm here to show you how to ditch the shame around divorce and finally heal so that you can regain the confidence to create your most abundant and joyful future. I'm so glad you're here. This is Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. If you've gone through divorce, you already know that a life event like this can leave us feeling broken and ashamed. Trust me, I can wholeheartedly relate because this was me just a few years ago. Unfortunately, most divorced women make the big mistake of thinking that time will heal this wound, spending months or years carrying this feeling of failure around everywhere they go numbing their pain, or worse, staying closed off to the idea of love again, and that's just backwards. Does this sound like you? I got you. I created a free masterclass called Divorce from Divorce Without Feeling Like a Failure. In this class, you'll discover how to actually move on after divorce so you can finally feel whole and regain your confidence without feeling like you failed. Don't wait. Click the link in the show notes to add your name to the waitlist and be the first to get notified once this class goes live. I won't be offering this for free forever though, so be sure to sign up for this limited offer. See you there. In this conversation, I sit down with Lindsay from Lens Writes Life. Lindsay is a writer and single mom whose mission is to help other people going through a divorce or breakup discover their inner strength. Through humor and some very raw honesty, she encourages people to dig down deep to not only make it through such a challenging time, but to be better because of it. It was so nice to connect and hear more about her story. I'm so excited for you to listen. All divorces are different, just like all of us. Humans are all different from each other, but I feel like the one common thing that we go through is the all the feelings, the stages of grief and all of that. So thank you for, for agreeing to come on and being brave and mm-hmm. sharing it. Um, so for those that don't know um, about your journey, can you share a little bit with your divorce story and how you started incorporating that into what is now the Divorce Mama Bear social media? Sure. So I've been divorced almost a year and I didn't start the divorce mama bear until about, well, I actually started it last August and then I kind of took a break from it and I started it back up in May. And I originally started it because I found all these, you know, memes and quotes that I wanted to post about what I was going through, but I didn't really want to share it with my family and friends. Cause I just felt like I didn't, it, it, it felt more comfortable to share it with strangers than it did to share it with my family and friends. Um, mm-hmm. but I really felt like I needed an outlet. So I started 
the Instagram page and I started, you know, posting quotes and I didn't have a lot of followers at the beginning. Um, but then I started up the blog in May and just kind of started really connecting with people. And I saw that, you know, people were really liking what I was posting and they were relating to it and it was healing me and healing them in a way. So, you know, I have people like message me all the time when they're going through a divorce or going through a breakup and they're like, man, what you posted really was exactly what I needed to see today. So, Mm. you know, for me, it was definitely a healing process, a part, a huge part of my healing process was kind of becoming the divorce mama bear. And it was never really my, my goal to kind of have it get as big as it has. But, um, you know, I love that in the process of my own healing, I'm helping other people heal. And so, you know, I'm officially divorced. We've been divorced since December. And so I'm kind of in the process now of the post, you know, divorce dating scene and just really, I'm in the trenches of single motherhood right now with, you know, I'm working from home as a writer because my, my original job is a writer. So I do content writing. So I do all sorts of marketing. Um, so that's kind of the blogging was na- like a natural transition for me. So, awesome. uh, so I'm working from home and then I'm doing remote learning with my son on top of everything. And I have my son about 80% of the time. So I'm, you know, like really in the trenches of just single motherhood right now and trying to manage working from home and helping him with school and, you know, building a life on my own and trying to find love again. And, you know, I've never, this is the first time I've lived on my own because I was so young when I got married. I was only, I was 22 when I met my ex-husband. So I was so young and I went right from my parents' house to living with him. So this is, Mm. this is really the first time I've been kind of independent and I'm learning so much about myself. Um, So the 36 year old Lindsay is very different from the 22 year old Lindsay. Um, Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's a fun time. It's a hard time all kind of wrapped into one, but I definitely feel like the whole blogging and Instagram and it's, it's helped me a lot and way more than I thought it was going to. So, yeah, I, I was talking to, um, Alex from the splendid path, Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday actually. And we were just talking about how all of us, like you, we totally have that in common where we all started as a form of having an outlet to sort of express where we were at in those moments. And then in the end, we got friendships out of it. We got encouragement out of it. We have been able to build community around it and realizing that we can have an impact. And it's interesting because I was listening to um, Brene Brown's new podcast and she talks about how 
She's interviewed leaders from all over the world in all sorts of um, like areas in whether business or social, any of that. But out of all the leaders, she's asked them all the same question to find out that they all got this. She got the same answer from every single leader saying that they are always feeling like they're both scared and brave at the same time mm-hmm. and they and I was like oh my gosh that's like me I'm scared but I'm brave at the same time yeah. and so it felt so comforting to know that like the makings of a great leader yeah. like we're we're essentially you know kind of leaders or we're trying to be leaders in this community of people getting going through divorce and Brene Brown was saying that in her research, um, the one thing that makes a great leader is the ability to be vulnerable and how you respond to that. And so it just made me think so much of our work and what we're doing in this community because it's really been based off of being vulnerable and sharing about our experience, which has been the most rewarding. Absolutely. It, it really is. And, you know, to know that you're not alone, that was really what was kind of getting me through, especially at the beginning, because I was scared. I had never been, like I said, on my own before. All I yeah. really knew was to be a wife and a mom. And I didn't know how to be a single woman, really, and a single mom. And, you know, I didn't have like, a career because I had left my, I used to be a medical biller. So I had left that job when my son was born and I, you know, had done the writing on the side, but it was never a career career. And I was like, how am I going to support myself? And, you know, it was a scary time and to just kind of be able to connect with other people that were going through similar things or that had already gone through that. And saw the light at the end of the tunnel and it kind of gave me that hope that I was going to be okay because I definitely had days where I didn't know how I was going to make it. I didn't know how I was going to get up in the morning and do this all again. You know, it was so overwhelming and, you know, at the same time that you're trying to heal from a devastating loss because a divorce it is a loss. It's, it's like the death of a person, but they're still living, you know, and you have totally. to you have to communicate with them every day, especially, you know, I have a child with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have to communicate with him on a regular basis and, you know, it's, it's, you're healing yourself and you're kind of coming into this new stage of your life, but you still have to be a mom and you still have to work and you still have to you know, maintain your other relationships, your friendships and your relationship with your parents and, you know, just do everyday things like chores and eating and exercising. And it was just so overwhelming. And to see that other people had gone through it and they had not only gone through it and survived it, but become, you know, they became better because of it just inspired me to be like, that's what I want my story to be. I wanted my story. Hell yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to be one that inspires others, you know, and, and I want to be that person that motivates other people. That's like, you know what? Yeah. Divorce sucks, but you know, you can have a life after it. 
and your life can be even better because of it. So, yeah, you know, I definitely feel like that's something that I've gotten out of connecting with other women and men on, you know, on social media and, you know, just hearing their story. And it's, it's, it's been a huge part of my healing process. Yeah. Agreed. So in going back to your divorce, when it all happened, do you mind sharing um, any details as far as how long your divorce process was um, and maybe some of the challenges that you faced uh, early on? Yeah. So uh, when we started our divorce, um, it was kind of sudden. It was it was expected for a long time, but the way that it happened was just not really when I thought it was going to happen. We were in the process of selling our home and looking for a new home. So not only when my ex filed for divorce was I getting a divorce, but now I had to move because we had already sold our house in the process. So it was, I really, that kind of kickstarted the fact that we just needed to get it done quickly. Uh, and thankfully, we were able to agree on quite a quite a bit. Um, we both were just kind of, we didn't want to fight. Um, so we filed in May and we were finalized by December. So it was- Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a pretty quick process. Um, you know, our attorneys worked really well together. We didn't have to go to court or anything. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think we both kept our son, you know, and his needs at the center of everything. So it didn't really matter kind of what we felt about each other. I don't think either of us wanted to be vengeful or, you know, to really hurt the other person. Um, So, yeah, so we were able to file, you know, and and get everything taken care of pretty quickly. Um, You know, we still had a process that we had to go through. And I think the fact that we kind of both started dating pretty quickly and we were also living together. We lived together for about four months uh, at the beginning of the divorce. Uh, that, oh, that okay. So after you filed, right? Yeah. After we filed because we were selling our house. So, and neither, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of us had anywhere to go. So we had to wait for, you know, apartments to come up. And so we, we lived together and um, I was tricky to kind of live together and go through the divorce and, uh, you know, kind of start dating and get our son through everything, um, kind of make sure he was okay. So it was tough. I'm not going to lie. The first four months were, were tough. Um, but, you know, once we kind of got past that and we had agreed on everything and it was really just waiting to have everything filed, which uh, thankfully it was pretty quickly, um, you know, and we were able to, to move on from that. So the whole divorce process itself, I would say was not that bad, uh, compared to, you know, other people that I know. I think that mm-hmm. we just really, yeah, which, which doesn't undermine the fact that it was any less painful. <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to yeah, add that in there. Exactly. I mean, it was painful emotionally, but I think that 
you know, I will give my ex a lot of credit that he wanted to make sure that my son and I were still taken care of. He never really fought me on, you know, he knew that I wasn't, I didn't have a great job at the time. And he knew that I would need, you know, his financial help to kind of get back on my feet. And he's always been a great provider. And, you know, he still to this day is, is, you know, providing for us um, in a way so that I can get on my feet and kind of have this time to build a career back up. Cause I was a stay at home mom for 10 years. So, um, you know, I think that, and I wanted to make sure, you know, that they, my, my son and his dad still had a good relationship. I didn't want to see their relationship fall apart just because we weren't living together anymore. So I kind of had to keep my mouth shut sometimes about things because mm-hmm. I didn't want, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to ruin their relationship because, you know, I love my dad so much and, you know, I know how important it is to have a dad in your life. And I didn't want to ruin that in any way for my son. So, you know, I just kind of, you kind of have to be the bigger person in that, you know, in that area. And just, it doesn't really matter what you're going through. You're the adult and you need to make sure that that your child's relationship with the other parent is still okay. So totally, I think that, you know, the fact that we kind of kept that in mind through the divorce really made us not fight a lot. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that there weren't moments. There were definitely moments, but I think for the most part, we got through it. And I would consider him right now, you know, a friend of mine. I mean, I think that we co-parent pretty well together. Um, you know, he's a family friend as well. So, you know, he's, he's going to be in my life forever because we have a child together, you know, but even more so because we have, you know, mutual friends and, uh, you know, he's, he's always going to be there and I want him to be happy yeah. and he wants me to be happy. So totally. And that's so, I think crucial in where I've heard people talk about divorcing with children, um, in how important it is to close your mouth sometimes or, not or be the bigger person and really making sure that both parties are on the same page with that common goal and I'm so happy for you that 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 at least was in place um and that people were able to come together as two adults and look at this difficult situation and say yeah it sucks but we're still gonna make the best of it. And I think that's so awesome. That's something that I think not a lot of people have, um, because, you know, they're so bitter about everything, but, um, truly that's such a strength. Um, it takes so much strength to me, be able to have it go through that way. So it does. And it I hats think- off to you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I'm pretty proud of <laughs> Um, I, you know, I mean, we even celebrated Halloween together the other day and we plan on celebrating Thanksgiving together. And, you know, I think that 
Um, it's hard when you have, when you're dating people and you kind of, once that kind of gets involved, um, you know, just making sure that they're comfortable with the fact that, um, you know, the, the ex-spouse is still involved in your life so much. Um, yeah. so I, I think that for me, it's been easier dating people that have kids because they kind of get it, you know, they kind mm-hmm. of understand that it's not that I want to be with my ex again or to spend this time with him, but that I want my son to still know that we're still his family. So even if we're divorced and we don't live together, you know, we're still a family and we're always going to be, you know, the three of us are always going to be a family. You know, we may add people onto the family and, you know, it'll, it, you know, the more, the merrier, the more people to love him, the better, but Mm-hmm. At the core, it's always going to be the three of us. And, you know, I don't want him to ever kind of lose sight of the fact that, you know, he has both of us that love him and we're always going to put him first. So totally. And leading your life with that boundary is already setting you up to bring in and call in those relationships that are going to be accepting of that because that's like your non negotiable, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have to, you know, within reason. I mean, I certainly will set boundaries when I'm in a relationship that I may not have as many boundaries when I'm not in a relationship. You know, like I wouldn't right now, it's totally fine for my ex to kind of stop over randomly and and visit, you know, my son, but maybe if I'm in a relationship, I would kind of set a few more boundaries and, you know, not have, it, it would only be more for like a special occasion type of thing, you know, whatever the person I'm dating with is comfortable. I think that it's important that you talk about it. Um, cause I don't know that I would be super comfortable with somebody that I'm dating, having a super close friendship with their ex, you know, so I definitely think that you have to have boundaries, but sure. Yeah. You know, I think that at the end of the day, if everybody just keeps the kids in mind and the, you know, keeps what they need first, and mm-hmm. realize that like we're the adults and we need to act right and um you know do what's right for the kids I think it just makes it a little bit easier to understand so true so true mm-hmm. and going back to you when you were going through those first four months mm-hmm. and experiencing all all of the emotions all at once while yeah. living with your ex and your son, what brought you peace in those darkest times? So, um, my best friend definitely got me through a lot. Uh, she was kind of my go-to person that I could call with anything, any time of day. And she would kind of talk me down, you know, when I was not at my best. And I think that you know, that relationship was super important to have. Um, I don't know that I would have gotten through it without her. Um, Mm. you know, and then I definitely turned to kind of taking care of myself, uh, every night because, you know, the day was stressful. I'm living with my ex. I'm dealing with attorneys. I'm trying to find a place to live. I'm trying to build a career and get my child through this. At the end of the day, I walked, like I took a long, like 45 minute to an hour walk every night. And I needed that time to just decompress 
And, you know, it helped with weight loss in the process, which was great, but I just, I needed to get out of the house and just away from the entire situation for a little while. So I definitely, you know, I definitely think that just kind of finding like, you know, a fitness program, um, that made me feel better about myself. Um, it definitely brought me some peace and I, you know, I just surrounded myself by people that I felt lifted me up instead of making things worse, you know, totally. And thankfully, you know, thankfully I have, you know, supportive family and friends that were there for me and that, you know, just wanted to see me happy and just wanted to see my son happy. Um, so I think that that helped for sure. Totally. I, I hear you and having people that you can confide in and it is so crucial. And I think it makes me think of one of my really good friends that would actively call me and ask me, how are you doing? Um, and making that a point for her to do that for me was just so comforting. I feel like that was probably one of the most helpful things for me that a friend could do Would would you, did you, did you experience the same thing? Yes. My best friend would literally call me and be like, have you eaten today? Because I, she knows when I'm stressed that my stomach hurts and I can't eat, you know, and she would be like, have you eaten today? And I remember those first couple days. Um, you know, she came and she brought me hot chocolate. She's like, I know you're not going to eat, but at least it'll give you a little bit of, you know, sugar in you and something, you know, and she's like, something hurting. So, um, you know, that, and and she would kind of plan, you know, plan things for me to look forward to. She's like, when, you know, like weeks in advance, she's like, we're going to go shopping and we're going to go to lunch and we're going to do this. And so just to kind of give me something to look forward to on those days that, I just was like, how am I going to get through this? You know, I mean, I, I definitely had, um, a day that I can recall where I hit probably rock bottom where I was like, I don't think I can make it through this, you know, and, you know, thoughts of not living anymore definitely came Mm -hmm. to mind. Um, you know, and I, I specifically remember that night And I remember calling her and just sobbing like uncontrollably. And I remember her just saying, you're going to be okay. I promise you, you're going to be okay. You know, you just have Mm. to get through this and I promise you, you're going to be okay. You know, your son's going to be okay. And your life, you have so much more to live for, you know, and it, definitely got me through that night. And I think I needed that night to just let it all out because I tried to just be strong and be, you know, kind of graceful through everything and, um, you know, not really show my emotions, but I think I needed that kind of breakdown. And, you know, the next day I kind of picked myself up and I was like, this is not how I want to live my life. I want, I, I want, to have a future and I want to be, you know, happy. And if this yeah. isn't supposed to be, you know, if this, this marriage isn't where I'm supposed to be and kind of 
you know, I leaned on my faith a lot. Um, you know, and if I was just kind of like, whatever direction my life is going in, I just kind of have to follow it and trust that it's all going to work out. Totally. So far it has. So (laughs) yeah. I'm one of those people where I don't cry very much, if at all. Um, because when I do, it just like all comes out. Maybe I should try to cry more often. Um, but I don't, I just feel like I've always been one of those, like, suck it up kid. Like you just, you just got to keep going. And I remember, um, very, I, like it was yesterday, moments like that, several moments like that. Um, and I think it's important to remember and, and for the people listening, if, if you're going through things like that, we don't have to see the future. It doesn't have to all be planned out perfectly. And we can allow ourselves those moments to simply just be and not worry about how everything else is going to come. And I love how you said that you kind of hung to your faith or clung to your faith because somehow we have to just come to terms with the fact that we are not God. (laughs) like we're not going to control everything and sometimes it's okay for us to just embrace those moments yeah I you know I had to just in that moment be like this is not where I'm supposed to be you know God's leading me in some other direction and I just kind of had to trust him I had to trust Mm -hmm. that there was something bigger waiting for me than my marriage you know my marriage was you know, a moment in my life that I will always cherish and, you know, will always be as part of my story. Um, you know, and it gave me the greatest gift, you know, my son, I, I, I don't regret it at all. You know, I have the, the best thing that's ever happened to me came from it, but mm-hmm. there was more. And now I know, obviously, you know, with the blogging and the Instagram and just all the people that I've connected with and, you know, all the people that I've met since then, you know, through dating and, and just kind of expanding my horizons and meeting new people, you know, these people were all supposed to be a part of my life. And I was supposed to be a part of theirs and had the divorce not happened, that wouldn't have happened, you know? So I definitely try to tell people to me that are like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And, you know, I can't live without this person. And, you know, I'm like, you have to live for yourself. You can't live for anybody else. You know, we don't own anybody. Even if you're married, you don't own that person, you know, and that person doesn't define you, you define you, you know, and in your life, you just kind of have to go with the flow and you can't think about the big picture sometimes, especially when you're going through a divorce, because the big picture is overwhelming. You kind of take it one step at a time, you know? And, you know, like my, like my best friend would say, she's like, you can't think about the big picture. You have to think about the next big decision, you know, and just kind of focus on that next big decision. And then from there, make the next big decision. And then, and, you know, instead of having to think about, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, build my career and I have to, you know, find a place to live and how am I going to afford everything? And, you know, how am I going to find love again? And getting back into the dating scene it was overwhelming to think about all of it at once, but if I just took yeah. literally one step at a time, 
it kind of all fell into place. So totally. Yeah. No, I definitely. It's so important to, yeah, to take Mm -hmm. one step at a time is sometimes one hour at a time. (laughs) Yeah. One minute. I mean, really, you just kind of count those 60 seconds and you're like, okay, I made it through that minute. I can make it through another and I can make it through another. And, you know, it just, that's how you build the strength. And I mean, I tell people all the time that you are going to find strength that you did not know you that, that you had. I mean, there's going to be so much that you're going to go through, but if you really kind of pay attention to what, what's happening to you and you try to focus on the positives, it's going to make you a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to break you. It's going to, it's really going to make you, you know, it's, it's really gonna, you know, kind of help you find your happiness and where you're totally. And I definitely feel like I'm happier now than I have been, you know, ever really. Um, just because I have the control over my life and I kind of know the direction that I want it to go in. And, you know, I'm kind of in the driver's seat now where, yeah, girl. Yeah. I didn't really (laughs) feel like I was, you know, yeah, I didn't really feel like I was there before. So, um, it feels good. It feels good. I'm not going to say that there still aren't days where, you know, you still mourn the loss of what you had and, you know, days when it's hard and I'm just like, oh, you know, I just wish I was still married and I didn't, I just didn't have to do this on my own. And, you know, there's, there's definitely days like that, but, um, totally. It gets easier. It does. It for sure gets easier. The, the, the further away you get from the divorce, it definitely gets easier. Yeah. (laughs) What would you tell yourself going through divorce now that you know you really are going to be okay um and that your life isn't defined by your marriage you know I felt like I was in such a rush to get married and have a kid like I just felt like you know, as a, as a little girl, I didn't really have any career aspirations. I just wanted to be a wife and mom. Like that's all I wanted. And so I definitely felt like, you know, once I found somebody that I wanted to settle down with, I just, I wanted to do it. And I poured my entire self into being a wife and a mom. And I didn't really know who I was if I wasn't a wife and a mom, because it was really my whole adulthood that I had been a wife and a mom. So, you know, I, if I had to just tell myself something, then it would be that, you know, you are going to be okay. You're going to be okay being Lindsay. You're going to be okay not being defined as somebody's wife. And, you know, I'm still defined as somebody's mom, which I always will be. And maybe someday I'll be defined as somebody's wife again. But I also found myself, which I really didn't you know, didn't know who I was as an adult. You know, mm-hmm. I was so young when I got married. Totally. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for 
sharing. There were so many nuggets of wisdom. I was like, my hand was writing like so fast, like all of the the wonderful quotes and, and things that cut, came out of this conversation. So thank you so much. And I know that um, it's going to be bringing inspiration to anybody that's going through it right now. Yeah. Um, and I know that people can follow you on social and I'll be linking your handle in the show notes, but is there anything that we can look forward to uh, from your work, anything that you're working on that you can share with us? Well, I mean, I'd like to eventually write a book. So that's kind of, you know, kind of in the works. I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah. So maybe stay tuned for that. Um, and, you know, just really expanding on the Instagram and the blogging. And, you know, I'd like to kind of do more of this, um, just kind of inspiring women and, and men going through a divorce and a breakup and, you know, showing them that you're going to be okay. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Want to learn more? I'm going to add a link in the show notes to the website, herheartheals.com. And there you can access all of my helpful tips, the blogs on there, and schedule a session with me. Are you on Instagram? I'd love to connect. You can follow me and my handle is at herheartheals. Hope to connect with you soon.